Hello, everyone. How are you this evening? I pray that you are all doing wonderful this evening. Welcome. Welcome back to the Divinity Life Podcast. And uh, I pray that you guys had a great week so far, a great day today, and that all is well with you and your families. Um, it's good to see you today. It's good to be back. I have... Um, I'm really, really uh, liking this new um, schedule. <laughs> I, I'm very uh, 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 thankful that, you know, God allowed me to uh, see where I was making uh, mistakes there. And um, yeah, where, where adjustments needed to be made because uh, this is very refreshing. It's, it's, it's very refreshing. I don't feel um, like I'm, you know, I don't feel drained or like I'm overdoing it. I feel uh, that it's very balanced and that um, it is very, uh, very good. It is good. Amen. And so I'm very grateful for that. Grateful to be back with you guys tonight. And um, um, I welcome you back for another episode of Night Watch, whereas we are uh, uh, sharing the prophetic word of the Lord tonight. And the Lord did give me a word uh, for tonight. So I'm going to uh, share this with you and get out of your way. I pray that I'm not here very long. I say that every every time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm just going to keep striving, right? Just going to keep striving um, here. So. Uh, so that we can, you know, get things done, um, get things done a lot more efficiently, I suppose. I don't know. I'm just kind of, you know, just going to let the spirit of God lead me. Um, so uh, tonight's um, topic that we are talking about is called peace. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about peace, the peace of God. Um, is what we are going to be talking about tonight. And uh, those um, of you that can see, uh, that cannot see the live stream, excuse me, for those of you who can see the live stream, um, it is on the ticker at the bottom of the screen. Also, for those of you who are listening uh, only via podcast, it is also the title uh, in the title banner of the message. And uh, tonight we're talking about the peace of God. We're going to be reading our main uh, base scripture is Psalm 37. Uh, this is the reason why God uh, laid this on my heart. And um, I pray that it will encourage someone tonight. Amen. So, um, yeah, um, I'm going to take a little sip of coffee here and just let uh, give enough time for a few more people to jump on and then we're going to get rolling. I want to welcome everyone who um, has been um, or actually thank everyone who has been joining me on the live podcast sessions. I um, I'm very grateful um, that, you know, that you guys uh, are here. Uh, I, I, I'm really enjoying this opportunity to be able to live stream uh, via podcast. I didn't know that that was available. 
but on this uh, this platform uh, that I have been using recently, Podbean, um, we're able to do live podcast and um, I'm, I'm really enjoying that capability. Uh, very grateful for that. And uh, last uh, week, uh, Saturday, well, last week we had quite a few people uh, join us over there. And uh, uh, Saturday, I think I had, uh, there was about 10 or 11 people on Saturday morning, which is a lot for me. I'm just a beginner. I'm, I'm new here. I'm new here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so uh, very, very grateful that um, uh, for those of you who are listening live and also those who will uh, catch the replay, amen. Uh, thankful for uh, my live stream uh, watchers on YouTube uh, and those who've been watching by Facebook. Um, I do want to say that um, uh, I am shying away from Facebook. <laughs> uh, I think I've mentioned it to you guys on several occasions that I really just do not, I don't know. It's just something, it's just something I'm sensing, I'm perceiving, just something that I just don't like about uh, that particular platform. Also, um, um, it is uh, not only that, but also, you know, Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, all these other platforms, you know, I try to jump on because um, I want to reach, you know, more people with the truth. And, um, but, you know, in the course of that, um, I also, I also like, I feel very uncomfortable. Um, I feel I can perceive, uh, I can sense, um, you know, things that are going on behind the scenes. Um, it, I, and uh, it became so strong to where I started to investigate it. I started to investigate, you know, you guys know me. I'm, I'm Inspector Gadget, <laughs> Inspector Gadget's sister, probably. Um, I, uh, you know, I like to find out the truth. I will dig for the truth about things. And um, so uh, last week, I'm just, you know, just chatting here uh, while a few more people come on. Last week, I um, <clears throat> I got the notion to, um, to look for like uh, information on uh, these social media platforms and uh, try to understand a little bit better why I was, you know, feeling this way, especially about Facebook. And so, uh, yeah, um, I found a documentary on uh, Amazon Prime uh, video, which, you know, that's the only uh, platform uh, for, you know, um, videos and um, movies and stuff like that that I actually had is Amazon Prime. I had uh, stopped using the other platforms, um, Netflix and all of that, and, you know, just stuck to Prime because, the Lord told me to stop eating things that have been sacrificed unto idols. And there's a lot of temptation over there. I love to watch scary movies and um, God was, you know, bringing me away from that. And so, um, yeah, <laughs> I just shut down everything. And so Amazon Prime, uh, I still have because of my Prime membership for ordering things online. 
And uh, I saw a documentary there about uh, Facebook and, you know, how it got started and everything. But the documentary was from back in 2012, I believe. And so it was kind of old news, but it was still very informative and it confirmed a lot of things for me um, in terms of, you know, people's privacy being violated. And I kept hearing the phrase mind control, mind control, you know, and that's exactly, you know, what has what takes place, you know, uh, on those, on that platform. And then I learned that, you know, they own, they also own, uh, Instagram and they own WhatsApp and, you know, uh, I think Twitter, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so all of these, uh, platforms are intertwined and now they're trying to buy, um, what's the new one for the younger, uh, for the, the, the young people, um, well, they're all for young people, really, I guess. Um, TikTok, the one uh, for TikTok. And so they're trying to buy that if they haven't already. And so they have like a monopoly, you know, going on. And I'm like, you know, um, it seems like a good thing, you know, in the beginning. But then you start to, I me, I'm a very, very, very uh, spiritually sensitive person. I pick up things when I'm not looking for them. I don't know, you know, <laughs> what, is, what is going on. It's just, I just feel it. I sense it. I perceive it. I pray about it. And then I find that I find out the truth, you know, uh, that was, you know, the spirit of God was showing me this all along. And so, yeah, I mean, it's probably old news to others, but it's, you know, it's, it's not to me, it's still discovery. So, <laughs> um, I just, I began to realize, wow, you know, this is supposed to, it was supposed to be, um, something that was good, something to, you know, reunite people, bring people together, so on and so forth. But there's a lot more going on there than meets the eye, a lot more going on there than meet, than meets the eye. And so. I began to learn about that and the, you know, the start of it and, and how, you know, Mark and them, you know, started everything, <laughs> you know, and, you know, I love people, but I just hate evil. That's all, you know, and I don't think, I think, you know, God's people should only be controlled and manipulated by him. He's the creator. He has the right to do so. No one else has that right. And no one else can take that right away from you. Um, and so, you know, we have human rights. We have, you know, yeah, you know, you, you're the one who signed on for it. You're the one who, you know, uh, opened the account, etc. That's, you know, that would be the argument there that they, the, the card that they would probably play. However, you know, um, there are limits and boundaries, um, on people's, uh, right to, uh, freedom and their right to uh, privacy and things like that. Um, and of course, most of us don't read the fine print. So we probably give up those rights when you, you know, when you agree to open the account. I just, you know, even after you leave, even after if you close the account, they still monitor you. They still follow you, you know, and things like that. And that is total violation. So I'm just like, Mm, you know, <laughs> I don't know, Lord. I think, you know, I, it's time for me to get off this bus. <laughs> I want to get off this bus. You know, this is my stop. Um, and then recently, 
I was talking to one of my students online and they told me about a new uh, documentary. Now, this was a week ago. I, I want to say that God showed me, you know, uh, you know, led me to investigate the Facebook stuff. And then um, last, what was it, Friday, this past Friday? Uh, yeah, it was this past Friday. One of my students in Brazil, uh, you know, informed me about this new documentary about social media, Facebook, and all of that, that's on Netflix. If any of you guys have seen it, um, then, you know, um, yeah, let me know. But yeah, so I, um, uh, it's called uh, The Social Dilemma, The Social Dilemma on Netflix. So I wanted to see it so bad that I reopened the Netflix account. And I said, okay, I'll just keep it open to see this. Um, it's only $12, you know, I'll pay for one month and I'll just see what, you know, what's going on. <laughs> Cause I'm nosy. I want to investigate. I got to get to the bottom of stuff y'all. <laughs> and so I did, and I saw part of it and it was, I only got like 30 minutes in and it was just so much, um, information. And so like, so much there's so much to process there you know that i couldn't watch it all in one sitting so i'm gonna go back and finish watching it um i don't know maybe tomorrow or something like that but i just needed to breathe pause breathe digest and just you know the reality of this thing um and we really have to make some hard fast decisions in this day that we're living in we have to make some hard fast decisions you guys because um you know, just as much as the enemy has an agenda, God has his own agenda. And um, we need to be on board with his agenda. Most of us, sadly, uh, believers, especially in the body of Christ, um, are more in tune and more uh, on board with the world's agenda or Satan's agenda than we are with the agenda of the kingdom. And that's really sad. And so I think that um, we need to make some hard, fast decisions, many of us, and we need to make some transitions away from things um, that, you know, we uh, we, we don't uh, understand and may not know the depths of wickedness that lies behind that thing. And so, uh, yeah, that's, you know. You know, I, I, I it's I, I I'll be the first to tell you <laughs> it starts here. Everything that the Lord uh, gives me to share with you guys, it starts with me, uh, and it's normally because God has dealt with me about uh, that this particular thing. And you know, um, you know, we we have to help each other. We have to help each other. I would be wrong to know the truth about something. Um, that the enemy is doing to destroy my my people and and not sound the alarm you know about it not blow the trumpet about it you know um, as I said to you several times before you know actually the blood would be on my hands because I saw what was happening and I did not uh, warn anyone you know uh, and that uh, is the same thing that the Lord said to Ezekiel and so um, yeah, um, I said all that to say hello <laughs> and welcome back. And um, we're going to jump into tonight's uh, message. I pray that you all have access to your Bible and that you have access to um, 
uh, a pen and pad so you can jot down some scriptures and uh, things like that. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get rolling here. Uh, I'm just going to pray and, um, and dive in. So, uh, Father, we just want to thank you tonight uh, for your presence. Thank you, Father God, for your living word, for the spirit of truth. We thank you, Father God. You said you sent your word and it healed them. Thank you, Father God, for uh, shining the light uh, tonight, the light of truth that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway, Father. We thank you and we welcome you tonight and we honor you tonight. Hallelujah for um, in the beginning was the word and the word was with you and the word is you. The word was you. The word is you. We welcome you tonight, uh, spirit of the living God, with word of the living God to come in, to heal, to deliver, to uh, change, to transform, to set us free tonight, to break and destroy every yoke of bondage by the power of your anointing tonight. We thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. And we bless you and we honor you and we exalt you in our midst, Heavenly Father. Let your Holy Spirit have his way, Father. Let your word have free course and let it be glorified and let it cut off every enemy from without and cut off every enemy from within in the name of Jesus. Let it bring healing. Let it bring deliverance. Let it bring peace. Father, in the name of Jesus, let your peace prevail and let it remain in Jesus' mighty name. Oh God, we take authority over these airwaves tonight. We rebuke and bind and take authority over every spirit that seeks to steal, kill, and destroy, hinder, oppose, distract, disrupt. In the name of Jesus, we bind you and cast you into the very abyss tonight, and we release the spirit of truth to flood these airwaves in Jesus' mighty name. Flood every heart, flood every mind, open every blinded eye, unstop every deaf ear tonight. Holy Spirit of the living God, we love you, we honor you, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory be to God. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get started. And um, we're talking about um, the peace of God. We're talking about the peace of God and the reason um, why I, I believe the Lord led me down this road um, is because um, he has been making me to understand uh so much more about the kingdom of heaven, about the kingdom of heaven. The Lord uh, shared with us uh, last week in prayer and has been continuing, continuing to repeat the fact that um, we are in the time when kings go to war, that we are in the time when uh, uh, in the hour of kings, we are in the hour of kings, the Holy Spirit said. And so um, the scripture says that where the word of the king is, there is power. Uh, where the word of the king is, there is power. Now, wherever there is power, there is also peace. Um, and so we need to understand um, how the kingdom of God uh, operates and, and what the source of the kingdom actually is what is actually happening or taking place in the throne room of heaven what is actually happening and taking place in the heart of god in the mind of god uh for his people amen the scripture tells us that um uh, his thoughts for us are 
good and not evil, but they are thoughts of peace uh, to bring us uh, into an expected end. And so our end is peace. It is not uh, confusion. It is not war. It is not strife. It is none of that. It is simply peace, the peace of God. And I, I want you to know that, you know, our father is uh, is not conflicted. He is not confused at all. He is not um, um Yes, he has emotions. Yes, he does get angry. Yes, he does get uh, probably very frustrated with us at times. But we have to remember that he is the ancient of days and that um, he to him, you know, there is nothing new under the sun that which already has been. Um, and that which is, it shall be again. He has already seen it. He's already been there, done that, got the t-shirt, made the t-shirt, and has distributed t-shirts, <laughs> if you get my meaning. And so nothing surprises him. Nothing surprises him. Um, what does frustrate uh, him is, uh, is, is our decisions. When we choose um, not to... Uh, hearken to his voice when we choose um, not to obey him, when we choose not to um, dwell in his presence, not to stay close to him, when we stray away and begin to make decisions to follow after, you know, other um, other gods and worship other things and bow down to idols. Um, those are the things that frustrate him. Those are the things that make him, uh, literally make him angry. Unbelief is what makes him angry when he finds that we have not, we, we, we don't believe in him, you know, um, ain't, uh, Unbelief is what makes him angry. The Bible says that, you know, beware lest they be, there be found in you an evil heart of unbelief. So unbelief is evil uh, to him. He said that without faith, it's, it's even impossible to please him. And he also said that he that cometh to him, I'm in Hebrews now, he that cometh to him must know that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Well, what does he reward us with? What is our reward for diligently seeking him? What is our reward for trusting in him, for believing in him, for walking by faith and not by sight? What is his actual reward? What is his reward? You see, you can't put your trust in God and be full of pride. You can't put your trust in him and be full of self. It takes a surrendering. It takes a... Uh, a, a um, uh, a, a decision. It takes a decision um, to sacrifice and to lay down your will, to surrender your will um, to his will, to surrender your mind to his mind. Um, no, there's no room for pride in that. The only, the only thing, the only spirit that can lead you down that pathway is the spirit of meekness and humility the spirit of meekness and humility. And so um, what does it mean to truly be meek? What is the definition of the word meek or meekness? Um, well, the, uh, the, the dictionary simply says that um, 
to be meek means to be quiet, to be gentle, and to and easily imposed on. And it also says submissive, submissive. So when someone is meek, it means that they are submissive. They are easily imposed upon. They are quiet. They are quiet and they are gentle. They are quiet and they are gentle. It says that meekness is an attribute of human nature and behavior. It has been defined uh, several ways by righteous, humble, teachable, and patient under suffering, under suffering, long suffering, willing to follow gospel teachings, an attribute of a true disciple. Okay. Uh, and that is from the Wikipedia definition. <laughs> um, so, so we understand that um, all of this together simply means true humility, uh, true submission, right? And so on. And so um, what does the scripture say here that the reward of the meek would be? Well, let's read it in Psalm 37. We're going to read uh, Psalm 37. And we are going to <clears throat> get the answer here. And yes, we're going to read the whole chapter because um, this is our, my leading scripture for tonight is Psalm 37. Uh, we're going to start at verse one. All right, y'all ready? Psalm 37, verse one. It says, fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Now, this was David. Uh, the Lord was speaking to David. Uh, David uh, was one who, you know, he, he, he struggled with the idea that, you know, the wicked seem to be prospering. They seem to be doing well. But why am I struggling? Why am I, you know, why is my soul uh, cast down and disquieted within me? Why, you know, why are they able to just go on and, and run over people and, and misuse and mishandle people? Why are they able to kill the righteous? Why are they able, you know, um, to walk on in their transgression? Why? And, um, and why is it that, you know, my life seems to be, um, it, it, it seems to be harder than theirs. They're just skating away, you know, but, I'm the one, you know, over here struggling, you know, within myself, trying to, um, trying to, uh, walk out, you know, my salvation, trying to work this thing out, trying to walk this thing out, you know, um, and why is it that they, you know, they get what they, they seem to be getting everything they want and they're just, they're not even thinking about you, Lord. They're not even, you know, not even serving you they're they're you know why is that um and so this is what the lord said to david and, and we're going to read it because i i want to read this because i know that there are many who have this same question they there are many who have this same question and they 
uh, don't understand God's ways. They don't understand why God would uh, allow the uh, the just and the unjust to be, you know, to seem like they're they're blessed alike. You know what I mean? Why would he? Why would he reign on the just as well as the unjust? You know, um, why would he? Um, uh, why does it seem like the wicked are being blessed? And, and, you know, and the righteous are like still waiting, <laughs> you know, um, those who are truly, truly righteous and those who are truly um, waiting on the Lord and, and serving the Lord. Why uh, do we have struggles that they do not, you know, and so on. So um, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this and we're going to understand um, this is going to help us to understand the the, the season that we're in right now, the hour that we're in right now, and why the Lord said to us last week that this is the hour of kings, why he said to us last week that, uh, or why he's been saying to us over these past few months um, so much the more that this is the hour that he's separating the wheat from the tear. He's separating. He will allow the wheat and the tares to grow up together. And then he will separate them. Now, we're going to watch the wisdom of the word. We're going to watch the wisdom of God here. Amen. So um, verse one, it says, fret not thyself. Don't worry yourself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Their time is coming. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. So shall thou dwell in the land and verily thou shall be fed. The Bible says, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Um, I also want to take your mind back to, um, back to Egypt, back to the original, uh, uh, Egypt, the suffering of our of, of the children of Israel in Egypt, right? They were slaves in Egypt. They were enslaved by uh, by people who were who were you know wealthy. They had more, you know, they had everything heart could wish, and yet they made slaves out of God's people. And and um, the children of Israel suffered at the hand at the hands of the Egyptians, right? Okay, and this is what this is this is what I want you to just just keep that in your mind for a moment. We're going to come back to that. Um, verse four, it says, uh, yeah, tr verse three, it says, trust in the Lord and do good. So shall thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart the desires of thine heart, right? Now, many people say, oh, he's going to give you the desires that he wants in your heart. I don't really know about that because, um, uh, you know, what we desire in our hearts, um, God knows the true desire of our heart. I think that's what this scripture is saying. It's not saying that he's going to place his desire in your heart, although, you know, uh, we would love, many of us would love for him to do that. And if you ask him and welcome him um, to do that, he will do that. But 
he's not going to impose himself on anyone. Um, and, 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 and the scripture says, delight yourself in him. If you delight yourself in him, he shall give you the desires of your heart. So if you are delighting yourself in God, then God can see that the true desire of your heart is not an evil desire. Why? Because you have chosen, you have made the decision with the free will that he gave you to delight yourself in him. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he, there's no need for him to put his desire in your heart. If you're delighting yourself in the Lord, then guess what? You already have his desire in your heart because you've come into agreement with him and his will. I don't know where we get some of these uh, interpretations, but anyway, delight thyself also in the Lord. And he shall give thee the desires of your heart. Amen. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. He is going to bring it to pass. The desires of your heart he will bring to pass if you commit your way unto him. And if you trust in him, he shall bring it to pass. Now, you know, I, I, I want to give a little disclaimer here. I'm sorry I have to keep stopping, but, you know, this is not for people who just want to have whatever they want. This is not for people who want to use God and prostitute his word, you know, pimp him and, you know, and, and use him for a blessing. Bless me. You know, this is not this is not about that. The word of God says Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then everything else shall be added unto you. Simple, plain and, plain and simple, plain and simple. We have to eradicate this bless me gospel that, you know, we, we have to stop being partial to the word of God. You know, we take what we want and we leave what we don't want. We can't do that anymore. We literally are living in a time <clears throat> where you cannot afford to do that anymore. Uh, false teachers cannot afford to teach this anymore. Uh, leaders cannot afford to teach this anymore in the body of Christ. It is a lie. It is a discrepancy. It is not the truth. It is not the truth. God is going to bless you. God is going to bless you. These blanket prophecies and these blanket words and these blanket prayers, they're not for everybody. And people need to know when it is not. People need to know what the requirements are. Because so many of us have just taken, you know, the promises of God without the requirement Simply because the man of God or the woman of God or the pastor or the prophet or whoever did not specify. They did not tell the whole truth. They left the, the requirement out and, 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 and shared uh, the promise because they wanted something from you in return. So they gave you good news with no requirement. Good news without the without the requirement um, is simply not good news. It's bad news. 
is bad news because now I'm promising you something. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm promising you something that is not going to happen for you if you don't fulfill the requirement. And I also want to tell you this, the requirement is not something that you can just do when your heart is not in it because God sees your heart. The requirement is for the, the promise is for a certain kind of people whose heart are doing this right here, delighting himself, whose heart is delighting itself in the Lord. Someone whose heart loves the Lord God, loves the Lord Jesus, commits their way unto the Lord, trust in the Lord. You see? have chosen to abide in him, to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. That is who the promise belongs to. That is who the word is for. It's not for everybody. It's not for you to flash and dash, you know, or dash and flash. <laughs> you know, we got these rock star, superstar, uh, celebrity, um, uh, so-called prophets and, and so-called leaders out here. And, and they're just, you know, everything is about luxury, this Gucci, that give me that, give me this, you know, <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's really a joke. We're going to talk more about that tomorrow, but that thing is a joke. It's really a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> I, I believe God is just really laughing because it's a joke. So um, he says, commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness. See, first the kingdom and his righteousness. He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Don't fret yourself. Don't worry yourself because of him. Because his day is coming. You see, God is long-suffering and merciful. He wishes that all would be saved, not some, but that all would be saved and that none would be lost. And so he extends the same uh, grace and the same mercy and the same long suffering to all of us, to all of us, because who knoweth peradventure that you, you change your mind and, and decide to surrender to him who knoweth uh, whether or not you would uh, you will come to yourself in the midst of your wickedness in the midst of your selfishness and say you know what let me turn around and go back to my father's house you know what this just ain't for me like I, I, I'm tired Lord I'm tired of eating with these pigs I'm tired of you know living in filth. I'm tired of, you know, I have everything I want and, you know, it's never enough. And I just keep making myself filthy. You know, like these people are not happy. 
they're not happy at all. They got money, yeah. They got big house, yeah. They got luxury cars, yeah. But inwardly, they're empty. They're not happy. And so, God, just like he extended that grace and that mercy and that long-suffering to us when we were yet in our sins and in our in our transgressions, our iniquities, you know, he still died for us. You know, he so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. Yes, yeah, so it's the same for everybody. It's the same for everybody. So this is what the understanding of about the father, you know, every father's uh, children are not all good. <laughs> Some of them are not so good. You know, some of them, mm, you even wonder, wow, did he actually come out of this man's loins? You know, did you, did you actually, is this actually, are you sure you didn't adopt this one? You know, um, every, every, every person who has multiple children normally has that one. That's like a bit of a struggle, bit of a struggle, right? They need extra, extra long suffering and extra, you know, grace, extra mercy, extra help, you know? So this is what we're talking about here. I hope this is coming into view for you now. He says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him, for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Don't be like them. You know, well, why can't I do it, Lord? Mm -mm. You know, I brought you out of that. I brought you out of that. It says why? For evildoers, verse 9, for evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek, the meek, shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of what? Shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. You see that? The meek shall inherit the whole earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance, the overflow of peace. It says the wicked plotteth against the just. They plot against us. They gnash upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him. He that sitteth in the heavens shall surely laugh. Why? For he seeth that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy and to slay such as be of upright conversation. Their sword shall enter into their own heart and their bows shall be broken. Mm. A little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. 
I'm going to read that again for somebody who, 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 who thinks they're struggling right now. It looks like you're struggling. Oh, I know it's, it, it's, it's just identical to an actual struggle. <laughs> you know, it looks just like, a, 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 it looks just like a struggle. I am struggling, you know, I, I'm, I can't make ends meet. I'm, I'm barely making it. I'm barely surviving. And I don't say that lightly because that has been most of my life <laughs> in, 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 in this thing. That's been most of my life in this thing. I don't say it lightly, but I'm telling you from what I know from experience it looks like you're struggling, but that's not the reality. You see, the reality is a dream and the dream is your reality. Now watch this. It says a little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. You only have a little bit, but your mind, your heart is delighting itself in the Lord. You're seeking to please the Lord. You chose rather to suffer with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, Moses. You chose this way. You chose the way of righteousness. That little bit that you have, that change that you found in the couch to buy some noodles, that, you know, that little piece of bread that you have left in the kitchen, so much better than the riches of many wicked. Why? Because God is going to multiply that bread. He's going to multiply your little change. I feel the spirit of God on that word right there for somebody. He is going to multiply that that five loaves and two fishes that you have. Oh, righteous man. Oh, righteous woman. He is going to multiply that. N understand and know that it is better than the riches of many wicked. They have much bread. They have many fishes. They have more, more than heart could wish. But because of their wickedness, they can't even enjoy it. Because of their wicked heart, it won't even last. Why? Verse 17. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken. But the Lord upholdeth the righteous. You might be hungry for a day or two. It's all right. Fast and pray. <laughs> and you 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 will realize that you know that that hunger is that hunger pain is not so bad because I'm in the presence of the Lord and I am delighting myself in his peace. I have peace of mind, you know, I have peace of mind. I know that I'm doing, I'm doing the right thing. I know that I'm doing what's pleasing to the Lord and he's not going to leave me here. My father is not going to leave me here. My father is not going to leave me here. You ever seen a child that was stranded somewhere 
couldn't find their parents, you know, um, but they knew in their heart, my, 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 my father is, is coming to get me. My mama is coming to get me. They may be waiting outside after school. All the other kids are gone. The teachers done left. They done locked the doors of the school. That child is sitting there on the, on those steps, still waiting in their heart, believing, knowing that, no, 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 my, my mama is coming. My daddy is coming for me and they will sit there and they will turn down rides. I've been there. No, I know. Thank you. My mama is coming. My daddy is coming. This is what we're talking about tonight. The arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright. He knows your days. He knows your hours. He knows your seconds. He knows. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright and their inheritance shall be forever. It's forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time and in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. Show me, show me someone that God has, that, that has delighted themselves in the Lord chosen the way of righteousness chosen to put their trust in him and they have made him and he has made them ashamed they that put their trust in him shall never be ashamed you show me one person who was trusting in the lord truly trusting in him that is ashamed that was left ashamed, brought to shame in this evil time, left unsatisfied in these days of famine. We're living in this evil time. What do I see? I see those who have put their trust in him and those who are waiting on, who waited on him, right? I see, I see them prospering in, in the pandemic. I see them like Jacob. They are literally reaping a hundredfold in the midst of a famine. It says the it says they shall uh, they shall be satisfied, but the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume into smoke. Shall they consume away? It says the wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. It says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. The Lord delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. 25. I have been young and now am old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful 
and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth judgment and, and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever. But the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. Almost done here. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. There we see it again. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom and his tongue talketh of judgment. The law of God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. None of his steps shall slide. None of his steps shall slide. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away and lo, behold, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man and behold the upright for the end of that man is peace. Gonna say it again. Mark the perfect man. That man that seeks to be perfected in righteousness, in faith, in love. Mark the perfect man, the man whose heart is perfect before God, the man whose heart is upright before God the Father. Mark him and behold him. Look at him, examine his life. For the end of that man is peace. The end of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. It says together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. That means suddenly, cut off. Suddenly, you're going to look and, and they won't be anywhere to be found. They will be nowhere to be found. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. What did the Lord say? That the meek shall inherit the earth and delight themselves in the abundance of peace. He said, mark the perfect man and behold the upright for the end of that man is peace. He said, I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you. Thoughts of peace, not evil, thoughts of peace. To bring you into an expected end, to give you an expected end. See, the end of righteousness is peace. God said, in this world, you have, we, we shall have tribulation in this world. We shall have tribulation, but in him, we have peace. You see, in the throne room of heaven, 
There is only peace. Peace surrounds his throne. God, our father, he's not the author of confusion. If he is the God of peace, then guess what? The only thing that can come out of him is peace. He's the God of peace. He says, let no man trouble you. Let no man trouble you. Fret not. Let nothing in this world trouble you. I know you're seeing, you know, trouble on every side. I know that you are, you know, witnessing destruction on every side. Confusion is all around us. Confusion in politics, confusion, you know, in 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 the earth is sickness, disease, famine, pestilence, fires, plagues, all kinds of things. He said, but let nothing in this world trouble you. Let no man trouble you. If you have to turn it off, just turn it off. Just shut down the, the news channels and shut down the noise. Shut it off. Shut it off. Let no man trouble you, the Lord says. Because he is not troubled. God is not troubled. Jesus said it like this. Cast all your cares upon me for I care for you. He said, come unto me all ye that are heavy laden and burdened and I will give you I will give you rest and then he said take my yoke upon you and learn of me that my yoke is easy and my burden is light my yoke is easy and my burden is light my yoke is easy and my burden is light Why? Because he is the anointed one. He is Christ, the anointed one. Do you know the only thing that destroys a yoke or a heavy burden is the anointing? The burden shall be upon your shoulders and the yoke around your neck, but it shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So he said, learn of me that my yoke, my burden is easy. It's light. It's light. Because I am the God of peace. He says, we are experiencing spiritual wars, wars within and wars without. But know that after war, there is always peace. There's always peace after war. In fact, that is the purpose of war is to bring about a time of peace. Two kingdoms war against each other. For the purpose of one kingdom entering in, into a place of peace 
conquering and dominating that it may have peace. We see the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. They seem to be at war with each other. Not really. Not really. Because the devil cannot war against God. See, what we see is we see demonic spirits that have hindered, that have opposed, that have distracted, that have uh, bound, that have stolen from, that have tried to destroy the, the children of the kingdom of light. And many of those uh, weapons have prospered because only because we allowed them to. Only because we allowed them to. Only because we chose to play his game. Only because when he lured us over to his party, we followed him. When Balaam lured us, we followed. You see, we chose to delight, we chose to partake of his dainties. He lured, he tempted, he distracted. And we accepted that invitation. So it wasn't really him who destroyed us. It was us who self-destructed. It was our decision to yield and to follow him in, instead of following the Lord. That is what is happening. The kingdom of darkness is not at war with God. No man, no demon can war against God. Who can make war against the Most High? Who? Who can oppose him? The Bible says that a liar can't even tarry in his sight. Satan can't even remain in his presence. It's too much for him. Satan is a created being, not God. So God is not at war with anyone. In the throne room of heaven, there is only peace. And this is what the kingdom of heaven is supposed to be establishing in the earth. Peace. Peace. Now, who is at war <laughs> then? Who is at war then? We are at war with our fleshly desire with our sinful nature. We war with our emotions, with our, you know, with the spirits that, that, that uh, try to uh, plant themselves in our minds and germinate themselves within our minds. We are at war. Mankind is at war with demonic spirits 
And only because we have not subjected ourselves or submitted ourselves or yielded to the Holy Spirit. Because once you yield to the Holy Spirit, then the war ceases. There is only peace. But this is a daily decision. It's a daily decision until you conquer the desires of the flesh. We have to learn to crucify the flesh and the lust thereof. See, no man is tempted of God. We're only tempted by the lust and the desires of our own flesh. That's where the war is. The war is in the mind because that's where demonic spirits enter. That's why you hear people say the battlefield of the mind. The mind is the battlefield. So that's the only thing that, that, that is uh, at war. Nobody is warring against God. You better believe that. You better believe that. After war, there must be peace. The lion must lay down with the lamb. Something new and fresh must come forth. Something new and something fresh must come forth. A new heaven and a new earth is coming forth. A new beginning is coming forth. God says, my thoughts for mankind are good, not evil. They are thoughts of peace to bring them into an expected end. That end is called peace. That end is called peace. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. The only thing that man is striving for, the only thing that man is, 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 is seeking for, is peace. That's all. He seeks and pursues peace in things. He thinks he can find peace in the abundance of things. He thinks he can find peace in material things. Some think they can find peace in money. Some people find uh, think they can find peace um, in power. And much influence. Some people think they can find peace in other people. But the only thing that man is pursuing is peace. See, the, the reason why people are so intrigued with fantasy is because they're seeking for peace. Peace is the only thing that can fulfill a person. You ever heard someone say, you know, I, I, I finally feel fulfilled. I, I found my, my, my calling, my purpose. And now I am doing um, the thing that makes me feel fulfilled, that makes me fulfilled. Well, they're saying that because now they have finally found peace within themselves. 
They are at peace with what they're doing. They're at peace with their life. Peace brings fulfillment. They're seeking for peace. We're intrigued by fantasy. You know, the perfect life, the person. The perfect husband, the perfect wife, the perfect family, the perfect career, the perfect, you know, the American dream, the fantasy, the fantasy, the fantasy, the thing that's portrayed in, in Hollywood movies and, and film, the fantasy that they sell you on screen, the fantasy, the reason, the reason that works every time. And we're so intrigued by that <laughs> is due to the pursuit of peace. We think we can find peace in that. Finally, I can be at peace. I got the job I want. Finally, I can be at peace until you see. I married the woman of my dreams. Finally, I can be at peace until man, I just bought my lug I just bought my first luxury car. Finally, I can be at peace until you see without the kingdom, there is no peace. Without the kingdom of heaven, there is no peace. The, the name heaven itself, the name heaven itself, the word heaven, it doesn't mean confusion. It does not mean um, burden or worry. It means rest. It, it's, it's noted as a place of rest and peace. Rest in peace. That's what we say about our loved ones when they depart this earth. Rest in peace or rest in heaven. It's regarded as a place of peace. Pulled up a definition here. It says a place regarded in various religions as the abode of God and the angels and of the good after death. Often traditionally depicted as being above the sky. It is the abode of peace. May your soul rest in peace. The Lord says, um, right now, you know, what we're seeing in our nation, what we're seeing in the earth is the perfect storm. It is the perfect storm. It is the perfect storm. We see Invisible kingdoms colliding, but these are the kingdoms of men that are colliding. We see it in politics. We see it in our industries. We see it everywhere. Kingdoms colliding. Man striving against man. Good or evil striving against good because good ain't striving. We don't have a reason to. We're just delighting ourselves in the Lord. We just want to be at peace. 
you know. But if you bring a fight, you're going to get one. If you bring a fight, you're going to get one. And it won't be <laughs> the fight that you thought you were looking for. It won't be the one that you were looking for. It won't be the one you were looking for. So who can, you know, fight against God? Who can fight against, against God? It's a fearful thing and a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm. You want to awaken the Lord of hosts, then you do that. So you're not fighting against us. You're fighting against our father. So what we see is the perfect storm. And the enemy is a fool and a tool <laughs> in the hand of God. I like that saying because it's so true. The, it's the perfect storm. We are seeing God begin. He's separating the light from the darkness. He's separating the wheat from the tear in this, in this storm. In this storm. Things are separated in the storm. The Lord said, consider the eye of the storm. Study the eye of the storm. Don't be afraid of the storm. But look into the eye of the storm. Do you know that in the eye of every storm, there is peace. There is stillness. There is quietness. There is quietness. It's quiet. You ever seen the, the, the inside of a tornado? It's quiet. It's still. All kinds of destruction, noise going on around it, surrounding it. But in the center, in the eye of that storm, there is peace. In the eye of that storm, there is God. <laughs> in the eye of the storm, there is God. We're in a perfect storm. We are in a perfect storm. It was constructed. It was orchestrated by God. For the purpose of bringing about peace on earth. The uprising of his kingdom. The uprising of his kingdom. He said, study the eye of the storm, which is the place of peace. The place where the kingdom rules from the inside out. See, from the inside out. From the inside out. Think of yourself, the inside out. What is the centermost part of your being? It is your spirit. It is the spirit, then the soul, and then the body. It is the spirit of God is ruling. The king is ruling from the inside out. From the inside out. 
Go back and listen to my message uh, Saturday from Saturday morning. I, I, I really elaborated on that. The salvation. Uh, the salvation. The process of salvation. For, it starts from the inside out. It says a uh, spirit uh, first, then uh, the outward manifestation. Inward to outward. Too many people lack peace. Too much flesh is acting out. Flesh is acting out everywhere. And you know why? Because people lack peace. They are searching for fulfillment. They are searching for peace. And so their flesh is acting out. That's why we have so many performers in the body of Christ. Not enough power, though. No power. No power. No true love that produces power. Because we have lost our sense of identity. Many of us are operating without purpose. We don't know who we are or what we're supposed to be doing. All we want is attention. Because deep within, we are searching for peace. It was something that we did not get, we did not receive at some point in life. And now we are seeking for that thing. It is the cry for attention. It is the cry for fulfillment. It is the cry for your you know, your daddy who left you, your mother who left you, your family who abandoned you. It is a cry out, you know, of, of, of fear of being rejected and abandoned and left alone. It is the cry out of, out of uh, 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 abuse. All forms of abuse. Yeah, physical abuse, emotional abuse. Rape, molestation. All these things produce a cry within the heart of man for peace. You can say, they're crying for accept, acceptance. They're crying for attention because they want acceptance and they want to be loved. Well, guess what that brings you to? It brings you to peace. When you, are tr when you know that you are truly loved, it gives you peace. When you know that you are truly free to love how you want to love, I'm not talking about this demonic love. That's not love at all. That is merely lust. I'm talking about the love that comes from the father. That is passed on from person to person. Loving God. With all of our soul, our strength, our might, our everything, loving him. And loving ourselves and loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. 
that can only produce peace. And this is what people are lacking. This is why Jesus said, when they asked him about the commandments, he said, no, keep this one right here. Every, all the rest of the law, I'm not doing away with it. But understand that the, that the rest of the law hang on these two commandments. Love God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Why? Because that is what brings you true fulfillment. That is what truly gives a man peace. See, God is all we need. And God is the essence of love. He is the essence of love. And love is the essence and the root of power. He is our peace. But until we know him, even as we are known of him, there is no true peace. When you get to the core of, of who he is, when you get to the, to the crust of who he is, when you get to the, just, just the, just the, 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 the courts of his presence, you begin to perceive his love and his peace. And my God, when you find yourself resting in his heart, when you find yourself abiding in him, when you find yourself wrapped up in him, you begin to understand that there is only peace. There is only peace in his abode, in his throne. There is only peace. So he says that so many people are looking for peace. This is the reason why you see their flesh acting out. This is the reason why you see them performing instead of actually Serving me, the Lord says, instead of actually worshiping me and loving me and having a real relationship with me. Their actions tell off on them. Their fruit exposes them. Their words expose them. Just watch them. You will see. And when you watch, please pray. Pray for them. Because that's what they're looking for. That's what they are really, really seeking. Is peace. They seek attention. They seek praise. They seek the praises of men because they want peace. Because they want peace. Since the fall of Adam, man has been on a quest for the true peace that he lost in the Garden of Eden. See, see, Adam and Eve were at peace with God when the devil came in there and tempted 
Eve. His goal was to remove their peace, remove that hedge from around them. He's always after the hedge. He's trying to remove the hedge from around your life. Notice that's the same thing he said to God about Job. I can't touch him because he has a hedge about him. But if you remove the hedge and allow me to touch him. You see, that hedge is called peace. <laughs> allow me to disturb his peace and you're going to find out his true nature. You're going to find out who he truly is, who she truly is, which is not who they truly are at all. It is, it is, it is, the, it is, it is the, the, the way that they are when they feel lost. It is the way that man is when we feel lost. We are lost without the peace of God. We are lost. We are confused, lost without the peace of God. But the scripture also says, <laughs> one that breaketh a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. See, it's about that hedge of protection, which is peace. God is saying, where is your peace? Why is there no peace within you? Why is there no rest within you? Why, are, why is your soul disquieted within you? Why is there no peace within your soul? Is it not because you refuse to abide, remain, dwell, live in the presence of God? Is it because you keep moving to and fro here and there? Moving, moving, always moving, always doing, but not being led by the spirit of peace. Why are you not being led about by the spirit of peace? The spirit of God is the spirit of peace. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of peace. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. When John baptized Jesus, the Holy Spirit appeared in the form of a dove and rested or remained on him. And he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased Hear ye him. What does the dove represent? It represents peace. When that, when a dove's peace is disturbed, he becomes unsettled. He becomes fearful. He feels threatened because the hedge of peace has been removed. The spirit of God says, can I rest upon you? 
Can I subdue you? Can I subdue that that flesh? Can I satisfy that unrest within you? Am I not enough? Am I not enough for you? Why am I not enough? Why is it so hard to be still? To be still. And remain before me. Why is it so hard to be still and know me? Know me. Know me. That I am God. Know me. Become intimate with me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Some of us, we talk too much. We do all the talking. We never listen to him. We do all the talking. We don't understand relationship. We don't understand intimacy. But the Lord says, let me teach you. Let me teach you. Let me teach you. I want you to know me. I want you to know true peace, true love. Not the counterfeit. Not the love of the world, but true love, true fulfillment, true joy. I want you to know my peace. You move here to there. You go here and there. You go to and fro, to and fro, to and fro to and fro. You even pull people with you to and fro, to and fro. Come over here. We're doing this. Come over there. We're having that. Come over here. The spirit of God is moving. Come over here. Jesus is here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Why are you pulling on everyone to come here? To come to you Instead of allowing them time with me, saith the Lord. And why are you not giving me the time that I deserve, saith the Lord. This is why you don't know peace. This is why there is so much confusion in your life. There's so much torment. There's so much Too many things, too many parts are moving. There's no stillness. There's no quietness in your land. There's no quietness in the land. The Lord says this is the time that he wants us to 
separate ourselves unto him. Learn of 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 him. You know, there is no rest for the wicked. Are we wicked? Is that why we can't find rest? What's, what's the problem? What's the problem here with us? What's the real problem? Is it because we have wickedness? Because wickedness is, is manifested in different forms. Wickedness can simply be unsatisfaction. You're never satisfied. Yeah, never satisfied. The wicked wrestle within themselves because they're never satisfied. The Bible says that they sleep not until they have done wickedness. <laughs> but the Lord tells us that we, just like they labor to perform wickedness, God wants us to labor to enter into his rest. We must labor to enter into rest or peace. Peace that remains. He said, let your soul be at rest. The wicked shall do wickedly. They will do wickedly. They labor to bring forth evil and wicked devices to pass. But we labor in the Lord to bring forth peace and rest. Jesus preached the kingdom of heaven. Everywhere he went, he was always preaching the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. And Jesus was a man of peace. He was a man of peace. He brought peace to everyone he encountered. Everyone he encountered, he brought peace to them. And what is the kingdom that he preached everywhere? What is the kingdom that we pray for to come? Lord, let your kingdom come. What is the kingdom? Is it not righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the dove that is gentle and meek and quiet and at peace. The Holy Spirit, the spirit of peace. Is that not the kingdom? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Jesus spoke and he commanded peace to be still. He commanded peace to be still and the waves ceased and the storms ceased. When he cast out devils, he said, peace. 
He silenced the demons. He said, hold your peace and come out of him. Hold your peace and come out of him. He silenced them. You see, that's what kings do. They silence demonic spirits. They silence you. (laughs) Because in that kingdom, they want peace. They demand it. They demand peace. He says, He, my God, Jesus, the Lord says that the the whole reason why he sent Jesus was to bring peace on earth and goodwill toward men. That, That was the declaration that was made at the time of his birth. Peace on earth and good goodwill toward men. Peace on earth and goodwill toward men. He took the keys to death, hell, and the grave in order to give us peace from everything that every tormenting spirit in order to give us peace on earth. The kingdom is a kingdom of peace. Let there be peace and let that peace remain. When you think of the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace. Love, joy, peace. Meekness, gentleness. Temperance, long suffering. You see, the fruit of the, the fruit of the spirit even manifests peace. The fruit of the spirit, peace. He said, "Peace on earth and goodwill toward men." Jesus said, "My peace, my peace, I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto thee." Not as the world gives. The world can't give us peace. But he gives us peace. He gives us peace. Amen. Glory to God. So we're talking here. About the fact that. The kingdom of heaven is now. The kingdom of heaven is now. The kingdom of heaven is now. This is the hour of kings. David said he has delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me. He delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me. The righteous shall flourish. 
and the abundance of peace, so long as the moon endureth. Psalm 72, verse 7. Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Psalm 85, verse 10. Great peace which they, great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Psalm 119, verse 165. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Psalm 120, verse 7. Psalm 122, verse 6. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Verse 7 says, peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy gates. Psalm 125 verse 5 says, as for such as turn aside unto their crooked ways, the Lord shall lead them forth with the workers of iniquity. But peace shall be upon Israel. I'm going to give you revelation here. Revelation verse 6. Chapter 6, excuse me. Revelation chapter 6 and verse 4. It says, And there went out another horse that was red, And power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. Is that not what we see? Is that not what we see? Is that not what we see? Power was given unto him to do what? To take peace from the earth. You see, there's no peace in the earth. There is only peace in the lamb. There is only peace in in the Lord. There's peace in in the Lord God Almighty. There is peace. He is the one who has power. To give peace and to take peace. Yeah. He is the one who sits on the throne. And has the power to give peace. And to take peace away. The Lord says. We're living in a, in a time. Where there are wars. Rumors of wars, kingdoms, invisible kingdoms, physical kingdoms are at war against one another. But not with me, he says. And it is for the purpose of peace. But he says, understand that this is the time when kings, true kings, true kings go to war. 
and and where the word of the king is, there is power and there is peace. There shall be peace. Where the word of the true king is, there is power and true peace. The Lord says, understand that you don't have to wrestle with demons. You don't have to hearken to demons. You don't have to listen to their words. You don't have to watch them on TV. You don't have to watch them on the news. You don't have to partake in their, in, in their conversations. You don't have to eat everything they put out on the table for you. You don't have to partake in their dainties. You don't have to partake in their party. Their idolatrous parties. Gatherings. When they call you over. To participate with them. He says, shut it off. Shut it off. Shut it off. In this world, you will have tribulation. Come out of her. Because in me, you will have peace. In me, you will have peace. But this is the time where we have to make decisions. See, to conquer the real war is simply separating yourself sometimes. Just separate yourself. Just come out from among them. And be ye separate unto the Lord. Every battle is not yours to fight. Just separate yourself. And be at peace. Be at peace. Can you help people from your place of peace? You bet you can. Can you go out and do the will of the Lord? From your place of peace, you bet you can. Can you go out and witness to people? Let your life be a witness (laughs) to people. From your place of peace, you bet. We got people standing on street corners trying to preach the gospel with no love in them. No real love in them. Why are you there? Because you want attention? Because you want to show? Are you there because you feel that you're doing the will of God or are you doing your own will? Some of them should be there and some of them should not. Some of them should not. I've never seen Jesus minister 
the gospel, the good news, the love of God to anyone who fought him, <laughs> rejected him, you know, um, whenever he went to minister, he went to the publicans, he went to the sinners, he went there, he ministered, he talked to them, he shared the truth with them. He shared the love of the Father with them, and they received him. People are simply seeking for true love, true acceptance, true peace. He was a man of peace. He wasn't out there striving with people. He wasn't offending people. The Bible says a brother offended is hard to be one. Jesus was wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. We have to learn the way of peace. We have to learn the way of peace. We have to learn, we have to become like our father. His way is the way of peace. He doesn't even have to raise his voice. <laughs> he doesn't have to. All he has to do is speak a word. And that's something that if I'm very honest with you, I am pulling away from. I am pulling away from. Raise my voice for what? For what? For what? I mean, like, you know, in times of uh, uh, prayer, spiritual warfare and things like that, God is showing me a whole, he's showing me this thing in a whole different light, in a whole different light. It's kingdom. It's kingdom. It's truly kingdom. Amen. So I pray that um, that this uh, was an eye opener uh, for you. And uh, if this is confirmation for you, uh, drop me a comment. Let me know. Uh, for those of you who are listening by way of podcast, I appreciate you uh, for being here. Um, I am also streaming live on YouTube, uh, on my YouTube page, which is uh, Divinity Life as well. You can go there. You can follow. You can subscribe. Um and you can catch the live stream, uh, video live streams over there if you like. Um, but, uh, yeah, thank you all. This is all I have for you tonight. The Lord says, let your soul be at peace. Understand that, you know, you don't, you don't have to, you know, you, you just, it, it, it's, you just don't have to do all that. It's just really not necessary. It's not necessary. Um, you know, all the extra flesh is not necessary. Just speak the word and be at peace. Speak my word and my word only, the Lord says, and be at peace. Remain in my presence. Abide in my presence. Live in my presence. Stop going in and out. Stop going in and out of the presence of the Lord. And just learn to abide and to rest and to remain in him and with him. Let him be enough to satisfy you. 
let him be enough to fill that craving, that emptiness, that void uh, within you. He says, am I not enough? Am I not enough? Let me be your oasis. Let me be your place of peace. Amen. God bless you all tonight. And I pray that this word will be sealed to your heart. That will be sealed uh, to your innermost chambers, to the innermost chambers of your mind, your subconscious mind. That the peace of God, the peace of God will penetrate, will penetrate your innermost being. That it will fill you from the inside out. That the Holy Spirit will fill you from the inside out. I pray that you are truly uh, able to surrender your will to his will. To surrender your mind, your thoughts, your emotions, your desires, your motives, your intents, your life. To the Most High God, your Heavenly Father, who loves you and who gave himself for you. I pray tonight that the peace of God will rest upon your obedience. It will rest upon your surrenderance. It will rest upon your yielding. I pray that the Holy Spirit be able to rest upon you like a dove. That you no longer be as those who come in and and out of the presence of the Lord, but that you learn to be still in him. That you learn to be still and know him and know him, and know him that he is God. I pray that your intimacy be restored, that your relationship with him be made stronger. I pray that you will learn to be led by the spirit of peace, that you be led by the spirit of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. These are the kings that shall rule in this hour. These are the kings that shall rule in this hour. The sons of God. The sons of God. The sons and daughters of the Most High God shall rule in this hour. This is the hour of my kingdom. This is the hour of my kingdom. For my kingdom is rising. My kingdom is rising. It shall eclipse the kingdoms of darkness. It shall eclipse the kingdoms of men. But my my kingdom. My kingdom is the only kingdom that shall stand. It's the only kingdom that shall last. The kingdom of heaven is now. The spirit of the Lord says, remember. That as you watch. The wicked agendas. Of the enemy come to pass in the earth. Remember that they are only coming to pass they shall pass away and be no more I saw the wicked spreading himself as a green bay tree and behold I looked again and he was gone 
the Spirit of the Lord says, know that I also have an agenda. Focus on my agenda. Fulfill my agenda. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you and we bless you. We honor you. We pray. I pray for the spirit of obedience to rest upon each and every one of us. Rebuke and find and take authority over every spirit of disobedience and rebellion. Let our rebellious nature be crucified in Jesus' mighty name. Let it be consumed in the fire of your spirit. Let every spirit of pride and rebellion be utterly bound and cast into the abyss and banished from this earth in Jesus' name. And let the spirit of obedience and humility, meekness, submission, let it abide and let it remain upon us. In Jesus' mighty name, fill us from the inside out and use us for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you all for uh, being with me this evening. I will be here tomorrow night uh, at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time uh, for uh, another episode of Prophetic Predators. And we will be examining... um, and looking into the signs uh, of, you know, of that, um, exposing that so that the body of Christ can be truly healed. Amen. So God bless you all, and I will see you all tomorrow. Good night.